0: participates in the ministry of the Trinity Center, and I was invited to go with you all one week to participate in that ministry. And the Trinity Center is a ministry to our homeless neighbors. It's housed in the lower level of St. David's Episcopal Church, so right in the center of where many of our neighbors experiencing homelessness spend their time. And it's a ministry shared by many churches in Austin. And on Sunday afternoons, we offer a Eucharist and a hot meal to our neighbors. And so the first time I went, I was a little intimidated. I thought maybe I understood about this being a sheep among the wolves to go into this space I much prefer to preach to people I know, to a community I feel a part of, and it was a little intimidating to go there where I would be speaking to strangers who I wouldn't know who was going to be there, who would be my congregation that afternoon. So I prayed about it and worked myself up about it and worried about it, and I got there, And I realized I had missed the whole point. It wasn't about what I was going to bring, because we, St. Michael's, had shown up to do that ministry. And my part was a small part of it, but there were lots of other folks doing their parts and doing it beautifully. St. Michael's sends a representative of the Altar Guild who was there ahead of me and made sure everything we needed to celebrate the Eucharist together was there and laid out with the same beauty and dignity that we have here on Sunday mornings. And that Altar Guild representative had made sure the readings were in place, that everything was set for us to worship together. St. Michael's sends a member of the music team who picks out songs and hymns that that community knows and can sing with joy and add their voices to the choir. So I didn't need to worry about that. And St. Michael's sends members of your Stevens Ministry ministry to pray with people. So folks who are bringing a particular concern or a need for healing, have someone there to receive them and spend that one-on-one time with them. And of course, because hospitality and meals are one of the things we do really well here, St. Michael sends a team of people to prepare the meal and serve the meal and make sure that everyone gets fed and is seen and cared for there. And it meant that my piece of what I did that week was very, very small. But our work there on behalf of Christ to our neighbors experiencing homelessness was something very big and something much more powerful than anything I could have done by myself. And in fact, the whole model of the Trinity Center is built on this idea that it works because we do it together. It's sustainable. It's served our neighbors experiencing homelessness for decades because lots of churches in Austin share this ministry. There's not one congregation in Austin that could keep that ministry going year after year, Sunday after Sunday. It takes all of us sharing a piece of that for it to work and to keep going and to provide that consistent Place for our neighbors. And so, in that scheme of things, my piece was indeed very, very small. I think that's part of what's going on with this gospel story together today. Jesus sends out 70 of his followers to go on ahead and bring this word. 70 people. That, I think, means that's the ministry of the whole church. It's not the 12 who you can name or maybe 15 or 20 followers of Jesus that show up in other parts of the gospel. It's 70 followers of Jesus, folks whose names you and I will not know till we meet them on the other side. All of those people were sent into this mission, 70 followers of Jesus, And so each one of them had a small part to do, but it added up to something very big. And he sends them out in pairs. He sends them out in pairs to the places that he had meant to go. When I first read that, I thought they were going on ahead and sort of preparing the way, and then Jesus would follow behind them to all of these places. But the commentaries told me, that I was wrong. (laughs) The scholars who've really studied this Luke say, what's going on here is Jesus at this point in Luke's gospel has turned his face to Jerusalem, has turned to the cross, and he realizes he's not going to get to all of those towns that the 70 are going to go because he knows his ministry will be completed in his death and will be completed soon, at least his ministry here on earth in his earthly life. And so he sends the 70 on to the places that he won't be able to get to. They're not going to learn about him unless those folks go and bring that news. Jesus isn't going to get there, not until after the resurrection. And so they have to go there or else those people aren't going to hear about it. Jesus' ministry needs the church, those 70, to complete that work. He sends them together in pairs. And maybe that protected each of those 70 from feeling what I felt coming into Trinity Center, from inflating their own roles in it, from thinking so much depended on what they said themselves. And it certainly stands against Our culture so full of ego. This idea that there's not enough and I have to get mine. In fact, Jesus says exactly the opposite. The harvest is plentiful. There's more than enough. We need even more folks to share in this. There's so much to go around. Work, yes, but also the rewards of that work. So they go out in pairs, knowing they'll have someone alongside them as they do this ministry, knowing that it will be shared from the moment they walk away from him. David Luce, writing about this passage, thinks that maybe the greatest gift Jesus gave his followers that day and continues to give to us, it's not the preaching and the curing of the sick. It's not the walking over scorpions and serpents. It's the ministry of working together. The greatest gift he gave them was each other. So that when one faltered, another was there to help. When one was lost, another could seek the way. When one was discouraged, another could hold faith for both of them. And that's still what we're doing together as the church, I think. We hold on to each other console each other, encourage and embolden one another, and even believe for each other. So if your faith is thin, someone else has a little bit more today to hold on for you. Counter to the messages all around us telling us to look out for ourselves, Jesus sends them out in a team and he doesn't even tell them how to measure their success. That doesn't seem to be the point. In fact, if you read it closely, the people who receive him, receive his followers, get the message, the kingdom of God has come near. And the people who reject his followers and therefore reject Jesus, get the message, the kingdom of God has come near. Everyone gets to hear that the kingdom of God is near. And so they go. They're meant to go and meet and care for the people. And that going, that's pretty important. St. Michael's has spent a lot of energy in a really beautiful way making sure this is a place that is welcoming and warm Making sure folks are greeted and and there's a friendly face here. Making sure that we have lovely spaces to receive people into. And inviting and exciting programs that you can find a place in. And all of that is really important. And we've done a really good job at it lately. But we can't stop with what happens within these walls. The mission of the church is to go and meet the people who Jesus longs to serve. All of us are being sent to folks. We can't simply wait here for them to find us. And the 70 do. They go. And they also come back. They come back to Jesus with joy. Even the demons listened to us, they say. And Jesus helps them see how their ministry fits into the big picture of what God is doing in the world. Not just the demons, but Satan himself has been conquered. Jesus says, when we go, we might see some small part, but it fits into this bigger picture. We might see one life made better. We might see one homeless neighbor welcomed into community. We might see one lonely person held in prayer. We might see one more belly filled on a rough night. We might see the beginnings of one person discovering Jesus' plan for their life. But when we come back together... And each of us brings that story, that little piece of light we shone in the world or the place where we saw the light already glowing. All those things come together and add up to a victory that Christ is winning in the world. And that victory is nothing less than the total destruction of the forces of evil which separate God's children from the love of God. That victory is the kingdom of God coming near to all God's people. So we need to go. We want to be there when that kingdom of God comes near. We go with it out into the world. And we also need to come back and share our joy and our sorrows and to learn and to reflect, to find our place in the bigger story, of what Jesus is doing in the world. Teresa of Avila put it this way, Christ has no body but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ looks out to the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless others now. May God grant us willing eyes and hands and feet to go and be Christ in the world. Amen.